DiscerningHearts.com presents The Trinitarian Reality of Self-Giving Love A Discerning Hearts 9-Day Online Retreat with Monsignor John Essif and Sister Cora Maculatum Heffernan Monsignor John Essif is a priest of the Diocese of Scranton, Pennsylvania. He is a founding member of the Pope Leo XIII Institute, which specializes in the training of priests in the areas of exorcism, healing, and deliverance ministries. He also served as a retreat director and confessor to St. Teresa of Calcutta. He continues to serve as a retreat leader and spiritual director to bishops, priests, religious, seminarians, and other religious leaders around the world. In many instances, he conducts those retreats with Sister Cor Immaculatum Heffernan, who is a member of the Sister Servants of the Immaculate Heart of Mary. She holds several degrees from Marywood, Notre Dame, and Syracuse universities. She is an accomplished artist and musician, as well as a counselor and spiritual director. During the course of nine episodes, both Monsignor Esif and Sister Cor offer a sequentially guided online retreat that will break open the theme entitled, We Are Called to Live the Trinitarian Reality of Self-Giving Love. Participants are encouraged to have a Bible and journal ready for notes and reflection. They are also encouraged to take significant portions during the day or night to spend time in prayer to contemplate what they have heard and to listen to what God may desire to communicate to them during this grace-filled period of retreat. We now present Monsignor John Essif and Sister Cora Maculatum Heffernan. Today, we take up the subject of unforgiveness. Probably one of the most broken sin, or the sin that is most offended against, is that of unforgiveness. And for the Christian, it is the most of all the sins important, very important. And Jesus has made it very much for us because no other religion teaches unforgiveness completely completely universally if you don't forgive everyone from your heart no matter who offends you because of what jesus has done and his command and he he teaches this very clearly in his gospels and so in his teaching and all of us who are Christian are under the command of universal forgiveness. In fact, he has it right in his prayer, the prayer that Jesus gave us, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Dependent on our forgiveness of the sins that we have committed, it's dependent, and actually the, the power and the grace of universal forgiveness, that this is what God is demanding of each of us. And that uh, grace that we're gonna pray for today, Sister is gonna read to you, because it's a special kind of need that we have for this grace. 
and I pray, and I'll pray with you on and this this for this grace today, so that every one of us who is on this retreat can receive this grace. Today, let us pray to be able to feel real sorrow and uh, for any inner lies that we have, uh, any inner attitudes of heart that we have uh, that prevent us or prevent me from receiving and staying with God's love for me. I'll repeat that. To be able to feel real sorrow for any inner lies or attitudes of heart that I have that prevent me from receiving and staying with God's love for me. Read to us that, that uh, teaching of the Catechism on the prayer that we have to pray, that we can have this grace in our hearts. Well, the prayer that we really have about forgiveness is from Matthew 6, and it's the Lord's Prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not subject us to the final test, but deliver us from the evil one. If you forgive others their transgressions, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, neither will your Father forgive your transgressions. And so the teaching, there's no teaching in the Old Testament on universal forgiveness. And, and so I would like you to listen now to Sister reads to us Matthew's Gospel and where Jesus is teaching uh, his apostles and his disciples about this forgiveness. And, and it's in the 18th chapter of Matthew's Gospel. It's verses 21 to 35. It's the parable of the unforgiving servant. Then Peter, approaching him, asked him, Lord, if my brother sins against me, how often must I forgive him? As many as seven times? Jesus answered, I say to you, not seven times, but 77 times. That is why the kingdom of heaven may be likened to a king who decided to settle accounts with his servants. When he began the accounting, a debtor was brought before him who owed him a huge amount of money. Since he had no way of paying it back, the master ordered him to be sold along with his wife, his children, and all his property in payment of the debt. At that, the servant fell down did him homage and said, be patient with me and I will pay you back in full. 
moved with compassion, the master of that servant let him go and forgave him his loan. When that servant had left, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a much smaller amount. He seized him and started to choke him, demanding, pay back what you owe. Falling to his knees, his fellow servant begged him, be patient with me and I will pay you back. But he refused. Instead, he had him put in prison until he paid back the debt. Now, when his fellow servants saw what had happened, they were deeply disturbed and went to their master and reported the whole affair. His master summoned him and said to him, you wicked servant, I forgave you your entire debt just because you begged me to. Should you not have had pity on your fellow servant as I had pity on you? Then in anger, his master handed him over to the torturers until he should pay back the whole debt. So will my heavenly father do to you unless each of you forgives his brother from your heart. This is an entirely new interpretation of God's commandment, entirely new. You see, Peter, when he asked the question of Jesus, how often must I forgive my brother, is thinking of the Mosaic law. The Mosaic law, which is taught by Moses, is that you forgive and you, you, you really retaliate. The, the law is, this is the law of, of, of Moses. You retaliate. If, if the, the law is lex talonis, retaliation is in the law of Moses. If your brother knocks out your tooth, you knock out his tooth. If your brother knocks out your eye, you knock out his eye. If you kill your brothers and member of his family, then they can kill you back. That's why this law, this terrible war that's going on between the Palestinians and, and the Israelites and the, the Jews, this has been going on for God knows how long. It's, it's, it's like they, they just don't like each other. They hate each other, in fact. And the, the retaliation is there. If you kill the Jew, he's going to kill you back. And so that was the law. And then now Peter asked the question seven times. Three, four, five, seven. Then you can punch him back. No, Peter, no. In other words, he must have been a, a very liberal rabbi. So Peter is, is kind of put back. I think he thought he was going to receive kind of a kudos from Jesus if he said, I forgive my brother seven times. If you're going to be my follower, Peter, and you're going to be my disciple, then that you must forgive always, not seven times, but 70 times seven, which means what in Hebrew? Always. We always forgive whether it's 490 or whether it's 70 times, whatever it is, 
77, it's, it's, or you always forgive. That's the Hebraic way. Then Jesus goes on to explain. There were two debtors. The one was owed his master a, a tremendous amount. It's too bad we didn't give the amount. It's a, just simply, a, the translation is a huge amount. It's like a million dollars. When you are, are constantly, if you, if, you're, if you have to be given, and then you are doing this for, against the, 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 the God's command, if you are uh, against, this is what God has commanded you not to do. That's huge because of the one that has been offended. You have offended God. And if God says he forgives you, then what a tremendous amount that is owed. And so that's the comparison there. When that same, when that same uh, went out and he offended a fellow servant, when we offend God and God forgives us, it's a tremendous amount that is forgiven. When Jesus forgives us our sins by the shedding of his blood on the cross, and what is expected of us, that we in turn will go out and there is love one another as I have loved you. As I have loved you, how have I loved you, my children? I have sent my son as a ransom for you and your soul. Your soul is so precious to me that I poured out my son's blood for you. That's how much I love you. And what, that's inestimable, beyond what we could imagine, is, is, is the debt that was incurred there. When I forgive you, but as you go out and you meet a fellow servant, and your fellow servant offends you, the amount that was owed there was like a hundred dollars. And so that when what did that fellow servant do? You he threw him in jail. And if you if you demand this for your fellow servant to forgive, and then he even recall, calls him, you lazy, whatever he said to him, you know, that come back here because he hadn't forgiven his fellow servant. You see, the commandment is, love one another as I have loved you. That's the love that we have and the forgiveness we have for one another in the family of God. And so how rarely we really do this. And this is what the, 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 the command of, of Jesus says. And so, did you notice that last line? You must forgive from your heart. And so, what is that source of love? It's the sacred heart. You see, because you, every Christian, you have Jesus in your heart. You have capacity to forgive beyond what you could imagine. Because as a baptized, confirmed Christian, you have the capacity 
to forgive your husband and the tremendous amount of pain that may be caused there in your heart. And so that the love that you have for him doesn't come only from your meager human heart. It comes from the heart of Jesus that is in you. The capacity to forgive is there in every heart that is a follower of mine. The Holy Spirit will give you and give you that love in your heart. If we don't do this, this there's something that is going to, to happen within us. And I like, sister, to show you and to point out what happens if we fail. I think, um, Father, before when you asked me to quote the Catholic Catechism, uh, you described it so beautifully in what you just said that contemplative prayer is the prayer of a child of God, of the forgiven sinner who agrees to welcome the love by which he's loved and who wants to respond to it by loving even more. But he knows that the love he's returning is poured out by the Spirit into his heart, for everything is grace from God. And so we cannot do it by ourselves, but with God's grace, we can forgive. Um, there's another quotation from Ephesians that speaks very closely to this. You spoke about the Holy Spirit. And in the Ephesians 4, 30 to 32, he says, Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, with which you were sealed on the day of redemption. All bitterness, fury, anger, shouting, and reviling must be removed from you, along with all malice. And be kind to one another, compassionate, forgiving one another as God has forgiven you in Christ. And so with the uh, gifts of the Holy Spirit with the love of the Sacred Heart, it is within uh, our power then, because it's not our power, it's coming from God. And so there, Father, you, know, you asked me to, to talk about the, what happens when there's unforgiveness. I'll do that and then I will talk about when there, what forgiveness truly is. Um, if you don't forgive, um, you, you really are, um, even though you might not recognize it, you can be very angry. Uh, you're angry at the person who has harmed you or hurt you. You have negative memories of what was done to you. And because you have those memories, you don't really feel free if you're in the presence of that person uh, because you don't want to be hurt again. So when you are in the presence of that person, you can, in a way, try to take control of the situation. Uh, you know, you, you sort of uh, are in a controlling position because you don't want to be hurt. So really, you're not free. And when that happens so often, 
there's a tension that builds up within you. Uh, and that tension can really physically and psychically hurt you. So those are the, the negative things um, uh, if you do not forgive. That's, the, that's what happens when you have unforgiveness. But true forgiveness uh, is so different. True forgiveness is a decision. Remember, we were given free will. And with God's grace, we can decide to, to forgive truly, forgive from our hearts the person who has hurt, hurt us. And if it's a true forgiveness, it's also unconditional. Um, we don't say, I'll forgive you if, or I'll forgive you when, uh, or tie any ifs to it. It's an unconditional act, uh, an act of your will, a decision to forgive with no conditions attached to it. It's also uh, maybe taking you to be a little bit humble and realize that you don't know what's going on within the heart or the lives of the person who has, has hurt you. And so uh, giving the person in a, a way the benefit of, of the doubt. Uh, you've been hurt, uh, you've been wronged, but you look at that person where he is and you accept him where he or she it was at the time that he or she hurt you. And it's your decision to respond with mercy, with, uh, just as, as the heart of Jesus has uh, forgiven us and the mercy that comes from God every time that we commit sin. It's also taking a risk that you might be hurt again. And that's a real risk. And there can be a fear. Well, what if he does it to me or she does it to me again? But I think there's even something that might even be uh, more important. And that is being able to accept an apology. When someone comes to you and says, I'm sorry, I'm sorry for what happened. And it is tr a true repentance by that person uh, to be able to accept an apology with grace and graciousness and to respond with love. That, those are the, the really the, uh, the signs of true heartfelt forgiveness. And it, makes, and it makes a difference because you become free then. You're not holding on to resentment. You are free. One time a priest came to me and he was telling me about his dad. You know, and this is one of the, as I had mentioned, one of the greatest brokennesses in the human family. The father-son relationship. It really is <clears throat> how many times over and over again. And I've noticed it especially in the formation and the malformation of priests in their, in their lives with their dads. And of course, I've doing, done this now for, for years and years with young men and their relationship with their fathers. And anyway, this, this, young, this priest, this young priest was 
really telling me how much he hated his dad. And I said, well, you know, Father, you're going to have to forgive him. It's, it's just for Jesus. And if you're going to stand up and ask people to forgive, then you're going to have to, in your heart, forgive your dad. And I have his permission to tell this story. And he said to me, don't you know how much what he's done to me? And his dad was an alcoholic. I said, well, yeah, I know he's been real. No, he said, you don't really know. And he took off his priest shirt. He just took it off. And then he took off his undershirt. And he showed me his back. And there on his back were still scars where his dad had beaten him with a, with a wire hanger and beaten him in, in, a, in, a, in a, 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 a drunken rage. And, and I said, you know, Father, when you were 10, you were Jesus. And that heart of Jesus that was in you was being scourged. And that truly was Jesus. And those scars are his. But now your heart is hardened. You really have to, if you dig deeper, that heart of Jesus is in you. And that same heart can forgive him. And it was amazing. It was amazing. Even though his dad was in another place in the world, really far away. When he forgave him that day, there was something happened to his father that turned him right around. The grace that his dad needed to be converted came from his forgiving, having held on to that for so long. You see, it's not only forgiveness, but what happened when, when sister talked about the resentment. You see, when, when you forgive, what really happens is you forget. You know, do, do you remember what happened when there's the story they tell about Cain and Abel and they met in the afterlife and when they finally got to heaven and, and Abel says to Cain, uh, I, I, I forgive you for killing me. And Cain said, uh, did I? He, he, he forgot. You see, when you, Abel said to Cain, his brother, did you, did you forgive me? Did you, did you really kill me? Because he had, when you, when you forgive, you forget. And, and so it is now that sister is, is going to tell, tell us a, a list and a prayer that I really believe that we must hear. And if you hear something in it, and you, you realize that there's a broken relationship in your family, I really believe this prayer will cover a range of a lot of brokenness. And let's, let's think about this prayer as, as a kind of a summation of what we have to say today in the command of Jesus to forgive universally, to forgive everyone. And uh, I would like her to lead in this prayer and we all pray together for, for 
it's, it's, you know, we don't know who's listening to this, but let's listen and pray with her together this prayer to God who is at, we're asking for forgiveness. I think that Jesus spoke very clearly when he said, and so when you stand to prayer, pray, forgive anyone against whom you have a, for, a grievance so that your heavenly Father in turn will forgive you your transgressions. I ask now that you maybe close your eyes, get comfortable, get into a comfortable position where you can focus and not be interrupted. You can just be still and with your eyes closed, can let what's being said touch those parts and places in your heart that maybe you haven't thought about uh, as areas in need of being purified. Um, maybe some of the things that will be said will recall to you hurts that you received in the past from persons whom you loved or you knew or with whom you worked and if you are able to quietly and comfortably sit back and hear and turn this over to God, some things will definitely be things that you have gone through, some things you might never have gone through. But if you have in any of these ways been hurt, Pray to the Holy Spirit to reveal them to you in order that you may forgive with all your heart. So I do invite you to close your eyes. Let the Holy Spirit move very freely within you, especially uh, when you think of persons or places or situations or groups that you need to forgive. Lord Jesus Christ, I ask today that you give me the grace to forgive everyone in my life. I know that you will give me the strength to forgive. And I thank you that you love me more than I love myself and want my happiness more than I desire it for myself. Lord Jesus, I want to be free from feelings of resentment and bitterness and unforgiveness toward you, God, for the times that I thought you were punishing me and you sent death and hardship and financial difficulties and sickness to me and my family. Help me to, to be forgiving. Lord, 
Many times I don't forgive myself for my sins and faults and failings. Please give me the grace to forgive what is truly bad in myself or for all that I think is bad. Forgive me, myself, for delving into the occult or Ouija boards or seances or fortune-telling or lucky charms. Forgive me for taking your name in vain, for not worshiping you, for hurting my parents, for getting drunk, for using illegal drugs or misusing legal drugs. Help me to forgive myself for sins against my purity, for pornography, for adultery, for abortion, for stealing, for lying. I truly forgive myself today through your grace to me at this moment. I truly forgive my mother. I forgive her for all the times she hurt me, resented me, was angry with me. For all the times she did not realize that I was telling the truth and punished me unjustly. I forgive her the time she preferred my brothers and sisters to me. I forgive her the time she told me I was dumb, ugly, stupid, the worst of the children, or I cost the family a lot of money. I forgive her for the time she told me I was unwanted, an accident, a mistake, or not what she expected. I also forgive her for any negativity and gossip, manipulation, or bad example that she gave me. Jesus, I forgive my father. I forgive him for any lack of support or lack of love, affection, or attention. I forgive him for any lack of time, for not giving me his companionship, for his drinking or arguing and fighting with my mother or the other children. I forgive him his severe punishments for desertion, for being away from home, for divorcing my mother or for any running around, I do forgive him. Lord, I extend forgiveness to my sisters and brothers for those who rejected me, lied about me, hated me, resented me, competed for my parents' love, those who hurt me, who physically harmed me, those who were too severe on me, punished me, or made my life unpleasant in any way, I do forgive them. Lord Jesus, 
I forgive my spouse for lack of love, affection, consideration, support, attention, communication, for faults or failings, for weaknesses, or any other acts or words or any violence, any way that he has hurt, he or she has hurt or disturbed me. Jesus, I forgive my children for their lack of respect, lack of obedience or love, attention, support, warmth, understanding, for their bad habits or falling away from the church, for any actions which disturb me. And Lord, I extend my forgiveness to my in-laws, my mother, father, son, or daughter-in-law, my sister or brother-in-law, and other relatives by marriage for their lack of love, words of criticism, thoughts, actions, or omissions that injure or cause pain, I do forgive them. Please help me to forgive my relatives, my grandfather and grandmother, who may have interfered in our family, been possessive of my parents, who may have caused confusion or turned one parent against the other. Jesus, help me to forgive my co-workers who are disagreeable or make life miserable for me, for those who push their work on me, gossip about me, won't cooperate, try to take my job. I do forgive them. My neighbors also need to be forgiven, Lord, for all their noise and letting their property run down, for being prejudiced and running down the neighborhood, I do forgive them. I now forgive my clergymen, ministers, my congregation, and my church for all their lack of support and pettiness, for their bad sermons, lack of friendliness, lack of affirmation, who don't provide me with inspiration, who haven't used my talents, I do forgive them today. Lord, I forgive all professional people who have hurt me in any way, doctors, nurses, police officers, hospital workers, lawyers, contractors, for anything they did to me unjustly, I truly forgive them. Lord, I forgive my employer for not paying me enough money, for not appreciating my work, for being unkind or unreasonable with me, for being angry and unfriendly, for not appreciating what I have done. Lord, I forgive my school teachers, professors, and instructors of the past and of the present. For those when I was little who punished me, humiliated me, insulted me, treated me unjustly, made fun of me, called me dumb or stupid. Lord, I forgive my friends who have let me down, lost contact with me, do not support me, were not available when I needed help, borrowed money, did not return it, 
also who gossiped about me or revealed secrets that I had shared with them. Lord Jesus, I especially pray for the grace of forgiveness for that one person in my life who has hurt me the most. I ask to forgive anyone whom I consider my greatest enemy, the one, one whom I said I would never forgive. I thank you, Jesus, for freeing me from the evil of unforgiveness. Let your Holy Spirit fill me with light and let every dark area of my mind be enlightened. And let me ask from the deepest part of my heart that I for, um, am forgiven any person whom I have wronged or hurt in any way. And I ask all this in your name, O oh Jesus. Amen. 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 Here, here, I want to just remind you that forgiveness is an act of the will, not a feeling. Jesus calls us to forgive always and throughout an entire, our entire lives. And I'd like to go back to that one quotation from the very beginning. Peter came up and said to him, Lord, how often shall my, my brother sin against me and I forgive him? As many as seven times? And Jesus said to him, I do not say to you seven times, but 77 times. Amen. Amen. If we saw the wounds on the body of Christ that are there throughout the entire world, the, the wounds that are caused by parents to children, the wounds that are caused by brothers and sisters, the wounds that are caused by divorce, the wounds that are caused by violence in neighborhoods, the wounds that are caused by war, all of the wounds that are in the body of Christ. And Jesus wants to come into each and every human heart throughout the entire world. This is for every race and for each and every person. He wants us to love one another. First, the love that he wants us to have is for his Father. He came in that each of us, as we pray that prayer, and want to please the Father, the one great way in which we love the Father is by loving one another. As the Father has loved me, he said, so I have loved you. Love one another. And that universal forgiveness is to bind up those wounds. And so as we complete our teaching on unforgiveness, I'd like Sister to give the final 
critiques, quotes, and ask you to study these and pray these for the scene. There are some very beautiful quotations in scripture in the New Testament about forgiveness. And so I will just give you the sources of those quotations. Uh, Number one, definitely going back to Matthew 18, verses 20 to 35, the story of the, uh, the unforgiving servant. And there is a beautiful uh, quotation in 1 John 4, the first letter of John, chapter 4, verses 20 and 21. The second is 1 Corinthians 13, chapter 13, verses 4 to 7. 1 Corinthians 13 verses 4 to 7. The third is Matthew 6, verse 14. Matthew chapter 6, verse 14. And the fourth is Ephesians chapter 4, verses 30 to 32. With the exception of Matthew 18, the other quotations are just one or two verses, but they speak very, very beautifully about uh, the, the gospel of forgiveness that Jesus gives to us in the New Testament. And so let us pray that we will feel sorrow for any lies or attitudes of heart that present me from receiving and staying with your love for me, Lord. Please, Lord, bind up the wounds. Bind those bleeding wounds in your body. Heal those broken relationships. There are so many. Maybe even if someone is dead and you haven't reconciled yet with that person, how important it is that even now, because of Jesus, that you can reconcile even with someone who has died. If your mother or your father have died and you had a broken relationship there with them, they can recognize how your heart is from where they are in eternity. In fact, they are looking and they're hungering right around you today as this time comes up for retreat. May the Holy Spirit at this time bring healing and the binding up of the wounds of all the body of Christ in the entire world. God bless. You've been participating in The Trinitarian Reality of Self-Giving Love, a Discerning Hearts nine-day online retreat with Monsignor John Essif and Sister Cora Maculatum Heffernan. 
To hear and or to download an audio presentation of this retreat, visit discerninghearts.com or you can hear it on the various Discerning Hearts streaming platforms. To view other sessions in this particular retreat, visit the Discerning Hearts YouTube channel or you can find it on discerninghearts.com. This has been a production of Discerning Hearts. We hope that if this has been helpful for you, that you will first pray for our mission. And if you feel us worthy, please consider a charitable donation, which is fully tax deductible, to help support our mission and to be able to continue to offer specialty programs such as the program you just experienced. But most of all, we hope that you will tell a friend about discerninghearts.com and join us again. God bless.